On today's episode, we review one of the longest-running unscripted television shows that have ever been played. Reality TV shows. It is a reality TV show, and it's usually performed in front of a live studio audience. But according to this year's ruling, I guess we're going to be seeing a lot of baseball without anybody in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, did you know in the Los Angeles Dodgers game, they're actually going to have cardboard cutouts of people? Yeah, that's what I heard, because they talked about it, the reporters talked about it in this game. Mm-hmm. But in this game that you saw, there was no one in the stands at all. No one in the stands. Yeah, so that's the way they're going to have it for all 60 games of the regular season. And then how many teams are going to be in the playoffs? 16. And usually there are uh, something 10. like 10, yeah. So they're actually bringing in the, the first and second teams, uh, second place teams for each uh, division, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the game that we're reviewing is the Yankees versus the Nationals, and it was played in Washington, D.C., and it was a completely normal 2020 game in that nothing went right. Yeah. 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 Well, you mean completely normal 2020. That's what I said. Yeah, like emphasis on the 2020, though, because, like, yeah, this game ended early. Yeah, well, we can start with the beginning. You had Fauci up there throwing the first pitch, and he did one of... (laughs) Yeah, he had a regular, uh, I guess what some people would call infamous type of pitch, where uh, it, it veered a little left. Then and, again, he's not really a pitcher, but yeah. Yeah, fortunately enough, the actual pitchers in the game are pretty well known and probably two of the best in baseball. We had Max Scherzer face, facing Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole, the new Yankee, who has signed a nine-year, like, 200 million something dollar contract the astros last year also right in the world series yeah they were the last two pitchers to face each other i believe in the world series or at least yeah um and in that game obviously the nationals won and defeated the cheating astros and uh that was all good news and i think that this was like this game made history because it was like the second time or third time that two opposing people who play each other in the world series played each other in the first game of the actual season is that what was said i think so yeah Yeah. other interesting stories in baseball today is that you got clayton kershaw uh, starting out injured and so he's one of the best pitchers in baseball too uh jacob Degrom is actually starting so i was happy to see that and then you have a few people out who are like superstars like dj lemayhew and juan soto from the game we watched that were not playing because of COVID-19. Juan Soto had just recently tested positive for it, and uh, DJ LeMayhew, who was one of the leaders in the American League batting average last year, uh, he is recovering from it to the point where he's just a couple days away. But he, from he was starting. he was still in the game, right? Like didn't no, he was him? he was literally just on, he, he was in the dugout. Yeah, that's what I meant though. Like he was in the dugout. Yeah, I don't know if he was eligible to play or not. But getting into the actual game, it was pretty interesting the way they kicked it off because you'd think that two of the best pitchers in baseball would be locked down for the first few innings. But both of them let up home runs in the first inning. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Stanton, who hit a monster two-run home run just as Alex Rodriguez was in the narrating. And Aaron Judge, I believe, was the run on base. There was a man on second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because Judge got two base hits in the first two times that he went up to bat. Yeah, and it was a single and the double that he got. Yeah, but the double scored in Tyler Wade, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Alex Rodriguez was in the narration booth, which wasn't even in 
Washington DC. It was somewhere yeah, they else. were they were literally just watching the game. Yeah, just like everyone else. And uh, he was talking about how Stanton could have a comeback year, how he could be MVP even if he did really well this year, and then he launches a home run. So that was a compelling Great argument. Timing. Yeah. yeah, it was very good timing. Um, and then we moved on to probably the second inning because by then it was two to one, and the Yankees were already on top. And uh, what happened then? One thing that I found interesting was that when it was two to one, was that Garrett Cole was doing a very good job pitching. Um, he kept the uh, Washington Nationals down to one uh, run and one hit throughout the whole entire thing. Uh, but the whole entire thing throughout mean, the whole entire game. But but he was also doing that in the second inning where he got. Uh, I mean, like he gave up some walks. Yeah, uh, but one thing I found more interesting was Max uh, Scherzer. 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 Yeah, he uh, he had more strikeouts than Garrett Cole, even though Garrett Cole seemed to be doing a better performance. Um, so would you say that when Max Scherzer's like pitches were on, that he would get more swings and misses, or do you think it was the Yankees batters who were just uh, I mean swinging I think- more for the fences? I think it was like a mix of both, but if I had to say, I'd probably say it was Scherzer's pitching because yeah. like they did a lot of well. And, and one thing is, is that I don't understand why umps are in this game. Like at this, I understand why they were before, but like now we get literally a box or what's it called, like a batting zone on the screen. I mean, they've always where, shown sort of a box for the umpires since like the eighties. Yeah, but the thing is, is well, they don't. They haven't shown it in the game, like it being there the whole entire time. That's really only coming about these last few years. The thing that I'm more interested in, though, maybe, is that maybe a box that moves because I think they used to do one, but it was like a rudimentary, it was just, it was and just it was just still. It, this, yeah, yeah, it just changes based on the player's size. But the thing is, like we saw a couple pitches. In fact, one that happened in the first inning where strike three was called on one of the national players, and it was like way outside the box so what i've heard a lot of people talk about is the umpires would get a signal from some sort of computer that would tell them whether or not what they just saw was a strike or a ball and they would still be calling the pitches and they would still be in charge of like calls at the plate and such but they wouldn't they would be they would know whether or not they were sticking in the zone yeah so you'd prefer that because the other alternative is just not having anyone in the back well no i think it would be weird you should have people in the back obviously but i just think that like i don't know i I wish that the umpires were more on point yeah there are a few different rules this season so one was that they were talking about in the game is the universal dh which means that before this year the national league which is half of all baseball teams the pitcher would actually have a chance to hit but then that also meant that he had another opportunity to get injured, and most pitchers aren't very good hitters. So the American League, who always had a DH, which just meant there's a player that sits on the bench all game and just comes in to hit, uh, that they are able to use that instead of their pitcher. Do you know how many like AL teams are supposed to? How many times they're supposed to face an NL team or an NL team an AL team this season? No, but I do know that both NL teams and AL teams both are kind of okay with the idea of being able to use a dh this season uh, just another player since everybody has extra players yeah but it's just kind of odd because like you know it, you would think that like since most al teams and nl teams are going to be facing each other in like the playoffs and stuff like that that they would like have it's locked down that more. for the playoffs it's also going to be a universal dh but then another rule change that is more or actually it's less popular is uh the man at second base in after ni- the ninth inning. If the score is tied and uh, going to extra innings, 
there's a man who's automatically placed at second base and yeah i'm not it, it's for the pitcher it's terrible yeah well like, i'm not a fan i'm not a fan of the rules it's supposed and, to just speed up the game yeah like extra innings there's a man on second start off every single inning no matter what like they didn't get double to get there it's just there and then like you know it's that's two sacrifices flies and like that's a score and then the yeah, other that's team's a good up. point yeah it's it, like that's but mostly because you have these tailor-made pitchers who are specifically geared to pitch three batters and really close the game down and they if they start out with this huge disadvantage where they give up anything and they basically lose the game for their team and it makes it less fair especially especially yeah. since there are so many less games like I, I again i'm not in favor of this rule at all but if there was more games it'd be like all right well at least pitchers could get used to it and stuff like this but i well, mean like you, you might be happy about anything. it in the future because that might be what they're putting in place this is like a test phase they've had it in the minor leagues for a while the other thing about this game specifically though is that it only lasted six innings right it didn't even complete six innings yeah it the exact like place where it ended was it was the top of the six it was four to one the yankees were winning um there was one out and there was a man off first and third and the count was 1-0 and then uh it got rain delay yeah but if you were just to measure the amount of time from the first inning to the sixth inning it was like a little league game basically because you had no uh fans in the stands causing any sort of ruckus right there wasn't really a delay within each inning and then as soon as the rain hit a lot of people assume that the game was over sure right. you had to wait a few hours and there was a false like we're going to take the tarp off and see if we're actually going to play this thing out um but then they had to like immediately put it back on yeah the place was getting drenched and so that's what i mean by it started off like 2020 did basically and, yeah and it ended and like now the yankees won but there wasn't even a full game yeah four to one uh so the I guess the brightest star on the national side was Adam Eaton and his home run in the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was got pretty the only impressive. Hit that's it for. Yeah, and although we were dealing with the Washington Nationals, who are the World Series champions, they did not get as much coverage, I think, as the Yankees because of Alex Rodriguez in the booth. Yeah, but also uh, it might have been because of Alex Rodriguez in the booth. But also, whenever the Nationals were on there, it was it literally took like maybe five minutes or less for them to get out and usually when the yankees got on it took at least around like seven to ten minutes because they i guess were just up more yeah I, there were some ex-yankees on the uh nationals who i recognized uh you had starlin castro is now their second baseman yeah. and i think between glabar torres and starlin castro that the yankees prefer having glabar yeah i mean he was the up-and-comer in like 2017 Glabar, uh, he's been considered like a huge prospect since, uh, I don't know, 2015. Like that guy's been the trade that they made with uh, the Cubs for Aroldis Chapman. And then they traded, uh, and then they just got Aroldis Chapman back, who also has COVID-19 right yeah, now. Yeah, and is not playing at all. Yeah. So. so there's that. You also had a nice little Nationals like remembrance of what they did last year at the end of it with Howie Kendrick and how he's like this huge leader on the team the equivalent of brett gardner but maybe even enhanced over there yeah do you know how long he has been on the team for i don't but i know that some new people that they have over the last couple of years have been like uh thames uh, uh eric thames the guy they got from the brewers and he blew up in a different country because he left uh, the u.s because he wasn't really good at baseball until he came back and then he started hitting a ton of home runs and then they got him from the brewers so they've added more to their power uh, on the team and it's interesting how they got rid of Bryce Harper a few years ago um, they lost him to the Phillies 
And then the year after that, they won the World Series, which they had been trying to do with Harper and his like youth for his entire career up until then. So it was kind of ironic in that way. Uh, yeah, I think one of the best things that happened to the Washington Nationals in this game was that like at a point, um, I think it was in the fourth inning, it was there was a man on first and second on the Yankees team with no outs. The Yankees were up to bat. And uh, you were like, oh, well, this is going to probably turn not turn into something good. Like Not only, wait, it was the time when Urshela got on base, right? Yeah. And then followed by Tyler Wade. And Tyler, Tyler Wade is like Trey Turner in that they're both speedsters and like really hard to deal with on the base paths. And I think Tyler Wade had a few uh, at-bats that actually were better than uh, he's ever had on the Yankees because prior to this year, he's been given so much rope as far as we need this guy to succeed in order for him to become our super utility player. But this this year and going forward, the Yankees actually are going to have a spot for him on the roster since they're extending the roster from 25 to 26 people. Yeah, he was banging in the number nine spot. And one of the biggest, like, one of the best hits that happened from, were from him when he got a bunt hit, basically. And since Gio Urshela, like you're saying, and Tyler Wade are so fast, they both made it on base, and it was first and second. And it seemed like it was really going to break open, and the Yankees were going to, like, really get ahead. But um, Scherzer was able to only limit it down to one run. Like, sooner or later, you basically saw there was two outs and like a man on first and third and they, he had only let up one run and it was really good so that's why when i think the nationals were at their best with their bullpen but it's hard to say that the nationals are really good with their batting because you know i mean well they didn't get really a chance to do the bottom of the ninth comeback yeah they didn't have a full like opportunity to but i'm saying that at that point yeah um usually you expect the seventh the eighth the ninth inning even if a team hasn't done anything all game to really be an opportunity to boost people's like because you have to think that the energy is probably quelled down quite a bit with no fans cheering you on at your home stadium on opening day so the idea that the uh rain delay occurred is probably very favorable to the yankees that being yeah that being said though like you could tell definitely by the end the rain delay was like really like on the field like uh, one of the things you could also tell, sorry, but you could also tell that the reporters struggled with the rain delay because they just started repeating themselves over and over and over again, saying, making the same points and talking about the same game change rules. And it even caused confusion about what would happen after the rain delay because a lot of people thought that the ESPN people were saying that the rain delay would be forced to resume baseball activities the next day, when in reality they could call the game like a normal baseball game by the sixth inning because it had met the five-inning requirement. Right, yeah, they were kind of unclear at that point. Um, One of the things I want to talk to you about, though, is that like they did try to make it seem like the stadium was full of people like i i'm fully convinced that sometimes during the game there were sound effects of like actual audience members in there and like cheers whenever like a out was catched and also they kept like the big tv screen they have in the middle of a field on in order to like kind of i don't know i don't know why they did that but yeah well the background um billboard or whatever that they always refresh the averages and the pitching and stuff like that i think it's just like continue the normalcy that they're able to extend as much as possible for the player's benefit yeah it's good to keep things normal yeah i know that they for a while had a lot of trouble trying to lock down where they were going to play all their baseball games because in toronto they're not even allowing the blue jays to play right yeah, now no, it's, because it's uh yeah they, they don't want COVID 19 spread and right now the nationals manager wasn't even able to 
be the manager, right? He's asymptomatic, but yeah, he wasn't able to show up or anything. Because he tested positive. Yeah, he was positive, but he didn't show any symptoms. Mm -hmm. so. And there's only been a couple players who I've heard of on through the Yankees side. Um, there's Clint Frazier, who I know is going to wear a mask this season. And then D.D. Gregorius, who's no longer on the Yankees, he's also come out saying that he was going to wear a mask no matter what, even when he's playing baseball. But on the whole, it didn't seem like many of the players, if any, that were playing today wore a mask while they were yeah, batting. Yeah, but Aaron yeah. Boone did. Like, he kept his, like, uh, neck, his his uh, turtleneck yeah. over his, his uh, mouth like, the, the entire, whole entire time. time in the yeah. dugout. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to do that the whole season. He might, probably until this like pandemic yeah. comes down. I don't know if you saw, but they actually listed the probability of the betting probability right now, and it's like two out of seven for both the Dodgers and the Yankees to win the World Series this year. To win the World Series, not just to make it into the playoffs. That's, yeah, not just the playoffs, but the World Series. They're, they're the heavy, heavy favorites over even the defending world champions. Yeah, no, and I, I 100% agree. Because the Yankees, have, throughout like the past three years, have really shown that like they, they've come close a lot of times. Like They've shown that they're World yeah, Series Yeah, but team. I mean, the Nationals just won it, so they're usually the favorite going in. But one thing that is funny is that had the Yankees started this year um, at the right time, they would have been missing Judge and Stanton and uh, some of their pitching because of all the injuries that they had, that they were still recovering from. But now, because of this super late start, it seems almost everyone is healthy and good to go. And one of the biggest changes that you don't see as much, because of course some players do over the off season gain some weight or get fit, depending on what they're like trying to do or if they're like, like yeah, I know I'm, Babe Ruth famously would like go out into the wilderness and chop wood for a while to try to like get really strong. Yeah, get strong. Yeah. The, well, one of the things I'm wondering about is like how fans of baseball are going to react to this season because it's it's I don't know why, but I feel I have this feeling that it might end up like the 2017 Astros win where it's like yeah they won, but really was it fair to whoever team that wins this year? Because again, you're playing over or less than a hundred games that you usually play. You have more teams that are able to qualify into this thing, like 16 teams, that's half the MLB. A team could have a losing record, go into this and end up winning just because, you know, they didn't have as bad a losing record as other people. And it's like, I wonder really how history is going to reflect on this because it's just so different. Yeah, I'm just going to finish my point from before real quick. Yeah, so a lot of the Yankees players came into this looking a little bit different, like Voight. Luke Voigt, yeah, specifically, looked like he lost like a ton of weight and uh, looked more like Tyler Wade than uh, I was ever used to seeing him. He like it do. looked like he could actually run, and uh, apparently he'd picked up cardio over the off season. Didn't do too well though. He got zero for two. Yeah, I mean it's one game though, and it's not even a full game. Yeah, I was just saying about yeah. Wade. But back to your point about the uh, actual baseball, whether or not they're going to consider this a. If just Full fans season. are going to accept really like the Well, winner. I don't think a 2017 comparison is really fair because in 2017, there's just been so much written about how the Astros cheated and how the cameras affected their home play and their splits and how close other teams would have been to actually winning that year, whether it be the Yankees, whether it be the Dodgers, both of those. I, if, if I had my pick, I would say just they should have taken the title away from the Astros and not given it to anybody else. This year, I think everybody's still got a fair chance of playing. Um, it's just that with 
when you cut down the amount of games, it creates it, like worse teams or teams that might not have never have had a chance before could actually get in right now because there's not a big enough sample size to determine who's actually the best of the best. It could just fall down to luck, as in, am I one of the top 16 teams as opposed to the top 10? A losing record team could get into the playoffs and then just through a lucky set of like three game sweeps or something, find themselves in the World Series and come off to a, a kind of a crazy win. Yeah, I it mean, reminds me of like the Giants from a few years ago when they would be like mediocre teams and somehow they won three out of five years in the World Series. Yeah, well, the reason I brought up the the Astros before was wasn't really to make a comparison between the two seasons. I was more kind of trying to say that the impact of both. Uh, really affects like baseball just and how we usually know the game to be played now mm-hmm. but yeah I, I agree with what you said mostly okay um so this ended up ending in the fifth in- or sixth inning like we said it was four to one the Yankees went away with it the uh Nationals only ended up getting the one hit you the said one, right the one home run yeah. so there just wasn't too much to talk about from their point of view and it'll be interesting where the next two games go. But for the first game of the year, nothing could have represented 2020 better than this one. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, just, just just chaos until the end, and then we find out that it was just called for the Yankees. That being said, I'm glad to see that baseball is back on TV. Yeah, and one thing we should point out is that there was a kind of touching story that's going around the league, which is that most people who are watching the game will see before the games are actually played during the national anthem, most teams are all kneeling in representation of the protests that are going on yeah, and but- trying to show their support for that. Now, one thing about the Yankee team, which which has been looked at negatively through the eyes of Twitter, is that they had invited before Fauci to throw the first pitch. They had invited Donald Trump to throw the first pitch. That's, yeah, very surprising. So, yeah, and apparently Mariano Rivera was throwing a baseball with trump during the game if i got that right it's crazy in in washington yeah i believe so uh, that's that's what I, I ended up reading you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but that's that's basically where we ended this first episode and i and, yeah and uh, just i hope just, the next 106 or sorry 60 whatever are gonna be good just so yeah just to touch up on that final fact i also saw that there was a blm the words um next to the logo sign when we were watching the game of the mlb so that's just kind of oh cool so they're they're on board as yeah that's that's neat um it would have been cool to also check out the uh cardboard cutouts and see what they look like yeah that just seems so cheesy to me i don't know yeah i mean it's better than delta seats maybe i don't know yeah that's a a, that, that was what was behind the uh plate just a bunch of seats at the delta then. yeah which seats, was which yeah. made me think we were in new york because the new york seats or the new york stadium is made by the delta it's like the delta stadium as well there was one cool shot where it's like they showed some people who like were close to the stadium wearing binoculars and watching the game yeah. like from there so that was interesting with the amount of rain they were getting i wonder if there's any risk at the next two games getting rained out yeah i mean there probably is but well all right anyways i think that's good for today's episode uh let us know if you liked it in the comments we'll see you next time thanks bye bye